0: Hey friend, and welcome back to season two of the Between the Pages podcast. I am so excited that you are here and you decided to join us for this conversation today. It is in all goodness as we continue to navigate life in between the valleys and the mountaintops. Our team is so excited for this season as we have more topics, more guests, and truthfully, our team is learning alongside with you of how we can intentionally pursue Jesus in everything that life brings. We are so excited to welcome back Lakeview Covenant Church as our season two sponsor for the episode. So get comfortable, grab a cup of coffee, grab a Bible, put in your headphones, and join us for today's conversation. Well, hey, friends, and welcome back to the Between the Pages podcast. I'm so excited. It has been quite a while since I have been able to just real talk it with all of you. Um, I'm so excited for this episode in particular, um, where we are just going to uh, kind of break down a season of life that I have been in, that I've gone through, um, that Jesus has really just truthfully shown up, um, where he's challenged me where I have, um, physically spent nights on my floor, just weeping, um, weeping in brokenness, weeping in, uh, surrender, re- weeping in, uh, triumph and just weeping out of joy. Um, it has been quite, uh, quite a month, uh, quite a few months actually. Um, but I think that there's so much goodness and faithfulness in this conversation that we're gonna have, of not only trusting God, um, but surrendering uh, different aspects of our life to God, and also just letting go and letting God take control, letting go, letting God write the story. Um, so uh, I am d- kind of excited because I uh, wanted to title this um, this episode. As my time in Jesus boot camp. And I know that's kind of a weird thing to say. Of like what is Jesus boot camp. But y'all truthfully. I at the beginning of May. um, Little backstory. Beginning of May. Ended up uh, really. Getting to a point where. I was like God. I'm just so confused. About a lot of areas in life. I'm so. Hurt. I'm so feeling like I'm trying to control something that I shouldn't control. Um, It's like every single area of my life, relationships, friendships, church, boldly seeking, all of my extracurricular stuff, like my photography business, um, my career in and of itself, my job, like everything just turned into like this big ball of fishing line that I was trying to untangle y'all when you're trying to untangle fishing line you can hardly like tell what you're doing and truthfully sometimes you create more knots than you're actually helping the whole thing um and that is literally how I felt like my entire month of May and truthfully honestly June was at the same time it was a time where Jesus was like y'all you are going to have to like be in the word and actually like physically start surrendering things to me because I was at a point where I could not handle everything on my own. I was like, Jesus, I cannot do this on my own. I cannot handle this on my own. I need you to take control. So at the beginning of May, I started on my Jesus boot camp journey and I was starting to read in the book of Ruth. And that is kind of a lot of where we're going to spend our time together. This episode is in the book of Ruth. I think it's so beautiful how this story is basically like a a love story but also is a parallel story of um you know the redemption that we have through Jesus and you see so many parallels between um Ruth and Boaz but also Jesus to the church and as I was beginning to read this I was like oh my goodness like Jesus is challenging me so much um, at the time that I started this, I was kind of going through a really confusing time of, uh, relationships. And I was like, you know what, God, like I'm in this like season of waiting and I don't really know what's going on, but I just need to, I know that I just have to get into the word. And as I was reading through verse one and then going on to verse two and three, specifically chapter one in and of itself, y'all, let me tell you something. When I got to the questions of the first day that I did this study, I completely felt like just added by Jesus because as I was going down, question one was, in what ways are we tempted to do things our own way instead of trusting the Lord? Question two what is a way that you've seen God bring good from a bad decision or situation in your life? And question three, I was like, I need to get into the word. Question three was, what situation in your life can you trust God to bring good from right now? I sat in my room and I was like, oh no, oh no. I am about to embark on a journey that is going to be very hard. It is going to break me down to truly understanding what it means to surrender and let go and let God. So kind of going through Ruth and starting right at the beginning, we see um, a couple different characters here. Um, We see Naomi and her family, Ruth is part of her family, um, Ruth was married to one of Naomi's sons, and um, Naomi's husband ended up taking um, the family out of Bethlehem to Moab. Now, at the time of Ruth, um, there was a famine going on in Bethlehem, which is very ironic because Bethlehem is tra- translated to House of bread," which is also a beautiful parallel to the story of Jesus, as Jesus being the bread of life, he is born in the house of bread, the bread of life. Um, and so, they Naomi's husband takes him out of Mo, out of Bethlehem and uh, leaves to Moab because they hear that um, God is being faithful uh, to the people of Moab. So, as um, the beginning of Chapter one continues. Um, We later find out that Naomi's husband dies and also both of Naomi's sons die. So now it's Naomi, Ruth, and um, Orpah, who is the other daughter-in-law. And uh, as we kind of see the switch of, okay, they're out of Bethlehem, they're in Moab, um, the three men die, and now they hear that the Lord is being faithful to the people of Bethlehem. And what's so beautiful is um they hear that but it's kind of like God almost whispering Naomi to come home. And kind of this idea of a return back to God's grace. You know, there's so many times that we can feel like we're going to control a situation and we are like, "Nope, I got it. I do not need to be here in Bethlehem. I'm going to Moab. I do not need to um give this situation to Jesus. I'm just going to control it myself. I'm going to get the answers that I need. I'm going to um, figure out the, uh, solution. I'm going to find the solution by myself. And we're in Moab. And at some point, when you are in your Moab, God is going to whisper for you to come back in full grace. Now, a part of, uh, um, this journey of me going through boot camp was, I was like, I know I cannot control this situation with this guy. You know, I, I, was like, I can't do that, truthfully. I was kind of in my moab, but I was like, it's going to be a long, long journey. That question on my first day, what situation in your life can you trust God to bring good from right now? Jesus was calling me back. He was like, hey, it's going to be a long journey back, but I'm going to call you back to Bethlehem. I'm going to call you back to the house of bread. I'm going to call you back to me who is the bread of life, the one who um, will, you can drink from uh, the well. That will never dry up. I will provide. I am a good and a faithful God and believe that. So after um, Naomi comes back and um Ruth and Naomi are basically at this point, like, homeless. They are, some people say they lived in a cave. Um, They end up meeting this man, well, not meeting this man named Boaz, but um, Boaz is kind of this, like, guardian figure uh, now to Naomi and Ruth. And through, as you read it, I encourage you to read it. We're not going to dive super far into this, but um, just the beauty of how Boaz just Fully resembles Jesus and like this Jesus like figure um, where he is so kind and he is um, so considerate. Um, but also he uh, just shows the the providence of who God is and that God does provide. Um, and what's beautiful is when Boaz first meets Ruth is um, he says, my daughter, listen to me. And when I read that, Boaz didn't define Ruth by her past and neither does Jesus define us by our past. Y'all, I've had so many mess ups in my life where, you know, sometimes I'm like, God, why, why do you still love me? And he literally goes, my daughter, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm here. I'm a faithful God and I will provide. As I continue to spend time in this kind of Jesus boot camp of sorts, um, really trying to figure out and let go of control, I was reminded of the song Waymaker and how, you know, even when we don't see it even when we don't feel like God is doing th- something he is doing something in the background he is doing something that is for our good he is fighting for us sometimes that's hard to believe truthfully but the one thing is there there's no coincidences with God there's no co- there's no coincidence of the fact that um, God would call Ruth and Naomi back to the house of bread, which later after, um, at the end of Ruth, when, um, Ruth and Boaz, uh, got married and had their, um, son, he, their son, uh, was the father of Jesse, the father of David. This is now the lineage of Jesus, um which started in Bethlehem. And uh, it's so beautiful because there was one night where when I was reflecting on, you know, God, I don't I don't really feel you working. I'm confused, I'm annoyed, I'm angry. I'm angry at the situation, but I'm angry that i I can't feel anything, like I should be feeling your presence right now, or like some sort of answer, or um just like trying to figure out like God, like this nothing makes sense right now. nothing makes sense what am i supposed to what am I supposed to do when I sat and was <laughs> journaling. I'm laughing because I I laugh because I'm like, wow, why did I act this way? But I sat there and I was like, Rebecca, what are you doing? Yes, you can be angry. But no matter what, we're all going to face difficulties, but it's how we react that's so important. How am I responding to um, a situation where God is like, this is confu- like this is going to be confusing for you but i want to i want you to surrender this to me to um trust me to surrender and let go and let me do what i know how to do y'all god knows everything about your life and you can only see a millisecond ahead of where you are in this very moment and when I was reminding myself of that, I was like, why am I not surrendering things to Jesus? And it began this journey where I now was like, I'm going to trust God in the waiting and praise him for redemption. Because here's the thing is when we praise Jesus, he has already redeemed us when he died on the cross and we get to lavish in that we get to have joy in that that we are redeemed. So why am I not acting the same way like that now? Yes, it's confusing. Yes, we're human. But I wrote this note down that says, when we surrender our situations that come up in life, we give space for Jesus to move and show his power. Now, I was sitting in uh, my room on a night where I was listening to this song called Lay It Down. And this was a night that forever will change my life. And it was a night where I fully saw Jesus and was like, God, I cannot do this anymore. Y'all, even tonight, I came to this recording session and I was like, God, I don't even know what I'm going to do right now. I'm in a situation right now that I'm like, I'm confused. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how God is showing up in this right now. But I remember, of, hey, I'm going to surrender This situation to Jesus and give him space to move and show his power. And I asked Jesus that night as I was like weeping and listening to the song Lay It Down. I'm gonna link this that song in the bio of this episode because y'all, this song will change your life. And truly, if you need to, like during the song, just verbally speak verbally speak out what you're surrendering. God, I'm surrendering my career. I'm surrendering this relationship to you. I'm surrendering this difficult friendship to you. I'm surrendering this addiction to you. I'm surrendering this thought, this feeling. I'm surrendering my like ca- my, my thoughts that I'm trying to captivate and stop the spiral of anxiety or depression or whatever else. I'm going to surrender and give you space to show up. And I sat there and I was like, God, Why? Didn't you, why didn't you just say leave space? This was, this was something that Jesus spoke to me that night. And I was like, I literally asked Jesus, I was like, God, why didn't you say leave space? Because here's the thing, friend. When we give space, we are acting out of surrender and we are acting out of faithfulness if you just say leave space what's what's the action in that when we surrender our situations that come up in life we are giving space for Jesus to move and show his power you are physically letting go and letting God be like God I cannot do this anymore God I cannot feel this way anymore God, I cannot do this relationship anymore and figure out and control the outcome of this. I have to give you space to move. And sometimes that's hard because when we are giving space, there also comes the second part where we now have to wait and trust that the Lord is at work for us. And that is hard. It's still hard for me to this day. Y'all, I'm still in boot camp. I'm still figuring things out. I started this thing, and this is an action item. If uh, you are someone like me who sometimes it's hard to surrender things, I am a planner. I plan things for a living, (laughs) I love to have control. I love to plan. And truthfully, for me to like let go of things is so freaking hard. It is so, 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 so hard because I'm like, God, I want to know the answer. I want to know what's going on. And sometimes I literally have journaled. I'm like, God, how does my life end up in six months? How does boldly seeking end up in six months? Where am I going to live in six months? Am I going to be in Duluth? Are you going to open a door to Texas or California or Tennessee? Like, what is the plan? Like, just tell me. Like, I truthfully, I will plan to every single one of my friends knows that if they want to see me, they need to, like, get it on my calendar two weeks in advance. Straight up. And uh, so for me to take this, this, Word that Jesus gave me of surrendering and giving space for Jesus to move was really hard for me. And I picked up an empty journal and I just started writing. And I still have this journal. And I started being like, hey, Jesus, this is how I felt today, this is something that happened today. This is something I have to physically let go and let you move. Writing everything down in what I call my surrender journal. Everything that goes in that journal, I surrender to Jesus and say, hey, I can't do this. And this is how I'm giving you space to move. And when I shut that journal, when I shut that notebook, I say, all right, Jesus. I'm letting go and letting you do your thing. And it has been so freeing. So freeing. It's still been challenging, I will say. I know even tonight that I will be surrendering a lot of things in that journal of just, you know, thoughts or situations that have come up in the last week. But it's also a beautiful reminder of the faithfulness and goodness of who God is. There's been some times in this whole Jesus boot camp. Because I think it's also good. And it has been really good for me. In the last couple months. To go back and read. Because I see like something. I'm like God I'm surrendering this to you. And then two weeks down the line. I'm like God wow. This like has been redeemed. And to see Jesus show up. Now I want to. Put this out there. Sometimes it's going to be a while. Sometimes it will be a while for Jesus to show up and redeem a situation. But what I will say is if he has not left something good, he is not done. Jesus will never leave something that's not for you. He is going to turn a situation for good And I mean, here's the thing is let's take the relationships, for example. It's the easiest thing. You're in a relationship with a guy or a girl and you're kind of struggling. You're, you're wanting to have hard conversations. If this person is not meant for you, you're going to have closure one way or the other. Either they're going to ghost you or you're going to have a hard conversation. And you're going to be like, God, why am I still single? Like, is there something wrong with me? No, there's nothing wrong with you at all. You are a child of the Most High King. You have a good and faithful father who knows exactly what you need. But here's the thing. Is that relationship, yes, it ended, but God's not done yet. Because when it comes to your relationships, it will end good. Good the same thing with your career. You know, you might be struggling. You might be going through something. And let's say, like, you get let go. You know, there was a point for me where back in COVID, I was at a job for 51 days before I was let go. Yes, it was due to COVID, but I was like, God, where is your your goodness in this? And he's like, I'm not done yet. I went to my next job, and I loved it. However, there was a couple things that I was not okay with. And I was like, God, I'm struggling because I know I need to leave this establishment, but I don't know where to go next. And he opened a door and he's like, I'm not done yet. There's still good to come. And you'll know when it's good. And as I'm saying that now, it's so much in parallel to how do you live life for Jesus Jesus will always always end things like that are if they're meant for you they're going to be good but also the one thing that I want to have at the end of my life is that Jesus says well done my good and faithful servant That's my goal in life is to be able at the gates of heaven to hear Jesus say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And here's the thing, is we serve a good and faithful God. We see it in the story of Ruth, God's goodness and faithfulness. His provision, we see it so many times in the Bible of God's goodness and faithfulness. Yes, even Ruth went through her husband, her first husband died. But at the end of the book of Ruth, She married a man of God, Boaz. They had a son who now begins the lineage of Jesus. Y'all, I'm like floored right now. And you may not feel, you may not feel like God's going to be good and faithful to you. I've had my moments where I'm like, Jesus, am I being too controlling right now? Am I trying to control a situation? He's like, (laughs) probably. (laughs) You're going to be writing that in your journal tonight. But even when you feel less than, friend, I want to tell you that you're more. You are more than worthy of God's goodness and faithfulness. And even when you feel like God, that, God uses unlikely people and unlikely circumstances to show his covenant faithfulness. And he will surely do that time and time again. He sees you. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're struggling with. When we choose to trust Jesus, our lives put the faithfulness of God on display. When we choose to trust Jesus, our lives put the faithfulness of God on display. Now I want to put these three parts together. The times that I've sat down and just really, really chatted it out with Jesus. I'm like, all right, God, let's sit down and have a little chat, shall we? I'm reminded of these three points. You know, when we surrender different situations in our life, we're giving. We are giving space for Jesus to move and show his power. When we give space, we have to wait and trust that the Lord is at work for us. He's working for your good. Now here's the thing is when we're giving space and when we're waiting and when we're trusting. And you choose to trust Jesus. That is when. Your life. Puts the faithfulness of God on display. What do you think will happen? What do you think will happen if we continue to surrender and we continue to trust and we continue to let go and let God, how much more your life, my life, our lives will put on display the faithfulness of God for all of those around us to see? And they ask, how are you getting through this? How are you doing this? And I say, it is not me, but the power and the work of Jesus Christ. I physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally cannot do this alone. I have to surrender this to Jesus and let him work for my good. He wants to work for your good. My brother, my sister who is listening to this, I cannot express enough how much Jesus wants to work for your good. He so, so does. When I think back on the last month or so, my posture of waiting and my posture of surrender went from, Jesus, I cannot let go of this because I want the control, to truthfully, Jesus, I actually just, I don't want the control anymore. I can't. I don't have the full capacity to control every single outcome of my life. Because I know that you are good and I know that you are faithful and you have proven that time and time again. So why wouldn't I just let you take the reins? Take some time. I continue to reflect on this. I am still in what I feel is like a Jesus boot camp in a way where he has stripped me down and is like, we are going to the core. You are coming back to the heart of faith. You're coming back to the heart of worship. You're coming back to the heart of leaning back into me my songs the past couple months I listen to like two or three songs on repeat every single day the first one is lay it down and I'm going to link all these songs below lay it down of like Jesus the fears and the thoughts and the anxiety have become like an idol in my life and I'm going to just lay it down here and the second one is lean back No, I'm going to lean back in the loving arms of a beautiful father and breathe deep and know that he is good because his love is like no other. And the third one is fear is not my future. This idea of, you know, hello peace, hello joy, hello love, hello strength, and saying goodbye to pain. Goodbye hurt. Goodbye, heartbreak. Goodbye, fear. Because fear is not our future, but Jesus is our future. And I even think back. <laughs> Y'all, I'm I'm sorry, but I I came tonight to record this and I felt so unprepared. I felt so unprepared that I was like, God, you're just going to have to move through me. And as I'm sitting, if those of you who are watching YouTube, I'm, like, sitting with all of, like, my Bible and things. And on one of the pages, it has two of the sticky notes that I wrote down. um, But then a quote in the the devotional that um, I was doing during the spook camp. And... Jesus works in mysterious ways. He works in parallels sometimes. And as I was listing off those songs to you guys, I realized it's the same three steps, the same three steps that we just talked about. You know, lay it all down. We're surrendering and giving space for Jesus. The song Lean Back We can wait and trust because Jesus is at work with us because he is good. And fear is not your future. Like, fully just exemplifying the fact that, you know, fear is not my future. (laughs) Like, your life is put on display the faithfulness of God. Like, y'all, this is healing for me even in this moment. I literally cannot express how, how wild And good and faithful, Jesus is. Because Jesus will never leave you empty, but He can fill you to overflow. There's been so many points in the last couple months where I have just felt empty. Where my anxiety and my depression came back at full force. That I've spent moments on the ground crying. Felt like I just had to isolate from people. But I get to points like right now. Where I'm reminded so much Of the past couple months. But how God continually redeems. How he continually shows his love and faithfulness. That sometimes you just have to smile. Because you're just overflowing. With joy. And gratitude. That Jesus loves you so, so much. That he's willing and wanting to take on the hurt that you have, to take on the anxiety that you have, to take on any hurtful situation or any confusion that you have. He wants to take that. He wants you to choose to trust him. And when you choose to trust him, it'll be crazy in a good way how your life will show the faithfulness of who God is around you. He's good. He's good. He's faithful. We see it time and time again. And it's a continual cycle. There's relationships and friendships in my life that I've had to surrender. I'm like, hey, God, i got to give you space to move. And I'm going to lean back and trust you because I n- fear is not my future. And be able to share the story. Share the story with other people of how you've seen God show up in your life. Even... even with things with boldly seeking in between the pages. You know, I've always had this fear. this is just me being straight up and honest. I think part of this podcast, we've just wanted to have honest conversations. And part of my fear is, will it all just come crashing down? That I've had to surrender that fear and be like, God, I'm surrendering this fear to you right now because I know that you're moving and I know that you're faithful and you'll continue to move throughout this podcast and through this ministry. And I don't know how and truthfully, I, I, I don't know what's next and we're excited for different opportunities and stuff. But as someone who, you know, you want people to feel, to feel closer to Jesus through the content that you're putting out. Then I'm like, hey, God, I just, I got to surrender boldly seeking to you and however you want it to move and give you the space to do so. When I'm doing that, I'm going to lean back and know that you're good and trust you because you always are going to work and fight for us and fight for this team and fight for this ministry. And choosing as a team to trust Jesus with however he wants to lead. And through that, how his faithfulness shows up, how he shows up in the team, how he shows up in our listeners, in our subscribers, in our email list, in our followers, in our content, he will show up and put his faithfulness on display. Ruth didn't force Boaz to like her. He didn't force Boaz to marry her. What she did was surrender and give space for Jesus to move. And what happened was Jesus brought Boaz to Ruth. Boaz provided for not only a Ruth, but also Naomi. Both Ruth and Boaz trusted Jesus. And what happened was Jesus put his faithfulness on display and brought them together. And that goes with anything in life, it's a beautiful cycle. So I encourage you, as we wrap up this episode, to sit with the question, what situation do I just need to let go and let God? What's a situation in my life that I just have to surrender to Jesus? And maybe you start a surrender journal. You know, grab an empty journal. And everything that you write in that journal, every single morning or every single night or three times a day, what, whatever it is, whatever you're writing in that journal, you're saying, "God, I'm surrendering the situation to you and giving you space to move and show your power." And uh, the thing is, is that um, when you do that, you can then look back and read, look back and read. How God has continually shown up, how He has continually showed His faithfulness. And also sitting with how has God even shown up in previous situations? How has He shown His faithfulness in previous situations and celebrating that? Share that with a friend. Share that with a mentor. Share that with an accountability partner. Be like, hey, I'm going through a hard time. I just need to remind myself, God is faithful and he's good and he'll be faithful and good to me. And this is how he's shown up before and he will show up again. Friend, I thank you for listening, for being in a vulnerable place with me, for sticking with me through it. I know that it was a little bit of a slower paced episode, but I think it's a very thought provoking thing. And (laughs) y'all, we witnessed Jesus together today we witnessed Jesus together in this episode of new correlations, new thoughts, new ideas that remind us of the characteristics of who God is. So I thank you. I am so blessed to have all of you a part of this community. I'm so excited for the conversations that we'll continue to have, for the tough and vulnerable conversations to come. Because let's be real here, between the pages, it's all about the ups and downs of life. So we're talking down, but we moved up the mountain and how we can travel through the valley, through the mountaintop and the plateau together by continually reminding ourselves of how good and how faithful God is. Love you all, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.